Hey, it's kind of strange going to a nail salon right now, but you still want your nails to look fire, even if it's just to use the remote or you want to bling up your Zoom call. Fancy Tips Beauty has got you. Brittany Nelson is a licensed cosmetologist who just launched Fancy Tips Beauty on Etsy so your nails can still look amazing. Fancy Tips Beauty has affordable press-on nails delivered right to your door. All orders include nail glue, nail file, and buffer. No sizing required. So go to Etsy, search for Fancy Tips Beauty, all one word, and order today. Right now, Fancy Tips Beauty has gorgeous creamsicle, ruby dazzle, and icy queen nail sets. Fancy Tips Beauty, for those who desire salon quality for half the time and price. Hello and welcome to Ashland Podcast. It is I, Lisa, with Ian. Hello. And Andre. Hello, hello. We're here on a sad occasion. Um, we had other things that we were going to do next, but with the sudden and shocking passing of Chadwick Boseman, we thought it was only appropriate to stop down and honor um, this awesome man. 43 years old, colon cancer, no one knew except for his... Um, partner his wife and immediate family and he didn't share the news um i think i'm still reeling how, how did you guys i mean andre is the one who t- andre told us about kobe that oh that's right andre told us about chadwick it's like i now i'm just like i get all of Am my the, you're, you're like yeah, the, the harbinger East Coast of death t- t- like tmz for us <laughs> he's the tmz or the grim reaper harbinger <laughs> of death yeah, I didn't. I'm still shocked. I, and I'm I thought still, it was. I thought it was a, a hoax at first. Did you? Because I got a. I, yeah, I got a. I got a text from um, uh, Lindsay, and uh, it was a screenshot of the the Chadwick Boseman um, Twitter account um, that broke the news, and I was like, "There's, there's no way." And then I I went through Twitter. Twitter was exploding. Um, yeah, it was it was so so shocking. Like I was just at my dad's house playing cards and then I got that text and I was like, "Damn, like I don't it's it it's it didn't feel like it was real." And it no. still kind of doesn't feel like it was real. Like I think I think Chadwick was such a especially lately such a big figure in the the zeitgeist of now that it feels weird to be going on without him, I guess. Ian, what were you thinking when we first? I I didn't, I was totally in shock as well. It was kind of like, um, you know, it was kind of like when Kobe passed. Because it was like, there's nothing that led up to it. It, was the, it wasn't like, you know, and we didn't know, I don't know, we didn't know how sick he was. And how far it went back. I remember seeing a recent um, discussion with Chadwick and he was gaunt and I was really worried and I didn't know what was going on. I remember searching around and like everybody else had the same question. He looked very, very thin and you knew something was up. And then I was watching um, The Five Bloods and there he looked skinnier and I didn't know if it was a choice for the role or or what but like none of us had any indication and today um I put on Black Panther and it just I don't know yeah just got my soul I walked in when they were you were they were having the um I think it was the uh the duel between Killmonger and 
T'Challa. And I had to just walk out of the room because it was like, because you have to look at it. For me, I look at it now with the whole scope of things. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm just, my, I can't stop thinking of what, what uh, Ava DuVernay said. And, and she had mentioned how black Hollywood is so small. She said, it's like a small village when you think about yeah. it. And, you know, there's, she says, there's really a handful of us working, working actors, writers, HODs, that's, um, I think it's head of departments, crew, directors in a massive industry. One absence devastates. So it's true. It's like, you know, when you think about the industry and the scope and the representation the one life was just so huge, you know? And I think of like, you know, Filipino representation. I, I think I can only name one person who's on screen. So yeah. it really hit home the, the, just the magnitude and how much representation means and his, yeah. his impact. I mean, like just the impact of all the kids and everyone who was, it's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to to read um, what his castmates had written or even yeah. Ryan Coogler's statement. I just, I just couldn't do it. I'll probably do it later, but right now it just still feels very, just feels very weird. And it it is important to acknowledge his roles other than Black Panther, but that is the role that really changed, I guess, the world. Honestly, that movie like really pushed us and shifted us into this new age of how we look at films and it's sad that we didn't get to see more of him in that role and i think that that's what makes his role even more special um but yeah i don't know i mean like specifically through the lens of black panther i remember literally seeing it um day after it opened with Harley and Lindsay. And we were, by the time it was done, we were just speechless because we knew it was going to be good, but experiencing it in the theater and in a full house too, it was just like, if we felt like we couldn't move, like we couldn't like fully process what we saw. And I was getting emotional in a way that when I watch something and I'm just overwhelmed by how good it is, I get really, really emotional and I was feeling that the entire time from the get-go. And just the way the film like unabashedly celebrates black excellence and and Afrofuturism and the potential of that and what was lost because of years of slavery and colonization, like that film really put those topics on the table and made people think about it and forced them to to look at the history of that. And it's it's never going to be forgotten, I don't think. No. But that being said, I also don't think it's the time to talk about Black Panther 2. Like, I saw a lot of, like, like Screen Rant and ComicBook.com, like, already writing articles, like, doing, like, talking about what's, what are they going to do next. And I, I just had a real problem with that i know that's your 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 website guys but also give it like a week or something like it was the day of and like people were just finding out like i think it's i think we have other things to to talk about especially with chadwick but um i've always yeah. i've always felt this way about um deaths of friends and family i feel this about important people in our culture um you don't need to do some big, crazy thing. 
You don't have to pour 40 on the ground. You don't have to set off fireworks or whatever. But I do think, especially since we've all been spending all this time in lockdown and in the pandemic mode and in these times, it's important just to take a moment. And I saw a lot of that stuff too. And it just, it kind of knocked the wind out of me. Like, I think a lot of people are feeling that. I'm having a hard time breathing when I think about it. Yeah, it's like the just heavy weight of the loss of life. And it just exacerbates, you know, just the one loss. Because we're like, we're already under this veil of just, it's, I don't know, it's like destruction and death. And I think... It's more like when I first saw it, I remember we, we were doing these things where it was so sold out. We were like doing, I think we did a nine o'clock movie. Yeah. Morning, morning, first morning. And then we were doing, then we did a then we went back the next day and did like 11 o'clock. And I think like we were just, I think we might've gone back three times. I think we saw it three times in the theater. And every time I was weeping at the end of it for, for different things, what an opportunity what representation means. The fact that Killmonger wasn't a villain. And when yeah. Chad said that himself, he said, there are no villains in this movie. Yeah. Um, just how beautifully it was done. What Ryan Coogler did, that this that was made wonderful, not just by an all black cast, but by Ryan Coogler. And, you know, the flawed message behind T'Challa as well, how James and his dad abandoned this boy, created their enemy. Then I was touched by the beauty of Wakanda and the promise of what could be if we would just stop murdering and repressing black people. That, and then just seeing my friends light up at the, just the mention of Wakanda yeah. um, and all of us wanting to, to have that world, to see that world, you know. And then just how funny it is and how wonderful Letitia Wright is in it, you know, calling Martin Freeman the colonizer and how this isn't a predominantly black voice. It's like my biggest problem with um, Wonder Woman, that film, is like they, they hire the wonderful Gal Gadot and then it's Chris Pine's story that we're circling around. This film literally was about black people, for black people, by black people. We just happened to enjoy it. And it wasn't done through the usual slave filter. We're still yeah. explaining slavery to white assholes. Or the more egregious films made by white people that are tone deaf, like Green Book and what's the one uh, with the football player with the white savior chick? Blindside. Yeah, that fucking yeah. shit. And then the help. Like... All of those have just always been repulsive to me. And this was just a pure celebration. And it wasn't done in some ham-handed way. It wasn't done in like this silly kind of way. It no. was just, it was a very, very well-made movie. So when the Academy overlooks it, I'm not surprised. But I'm like, you missed an opportunity. One yeah. billion dollars tells you everything you need to know. And that was black and brown people, yes, but that was a sea of white people. So it it made almost three billion. That's right, with streaming yeah. and everything thrown on top of it. Mm -hmm. You know, three bills later, because it had so many messages and good things to tell us, yeah. and then just looking at the soul of Chadwick Boseman, yeah. just looking into his eyes today, I saw the movie in a completely different light. 
And everyone who's who who is who is who's worked with him has has always said it's just an absolute pleasure, and that he had cared so much, you know, about his coworkers and the people around him. He showed interest, like you know, those type of people who you just they they like. You know, they just, when you talk to them, they're just all engrossed in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And they said he was like that. And it's like, that is just, there's very few people like that. There were there were two things that I learned in the past couple of days about um, his dedication to the role of Black Panther. Actually, three things. One of which is some Marvel producer wanted T'Challa to speak in a, a British accent and Chadwick Boseman stood his ground and said, no, I'm going to speak in a traditional African accent. Why would I speak in the accent of a colonizer? And stood his ground and worked for it, and he got his way. And the second being that one of the last lines by Killmonger, um, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors because they knew death was better than bondage. That was a Chadwick line. Wow. Was it? Th- in every version of the script, Killmonger's last words were bury me in Wakanda. But Chadwick went to Ryan and said, I think he should say this profoundly wow. inspired line. And that was all him. And then the third thing was that while he was filming Black Panther, he was in touch with these two kids that had cancer. And the whole time he was filming, he kept, he, this was like an interview for a podcast or a radio show or something, but he was talking about how he just, they just needed to make it to see the film. And unfortunately they, they had passed before the the film was released, but that he said, that's what colored his performance was that every aspect of the character he knew he needed to nail because he already knew what it was going to mean for little black kids to see that. Ah, so he knows in 2015, 14, whenever they're shooting the film, he's been diagnosed. Diagnosed in 16, yeah. Right. So he, there, this film comes out, and then you see this rush of the five bloods. You see Marshall. You see him doing the Jackie Robbins. Like, they're just coming out. Just boom, 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 boom. You know, a man who knows that. We think about, I was thinking about the line uh, about Hamilton. Why do you write like you're running out of time? You know, I just think about uh, this guy who knew, this man who knew he, his time was short. And he, if you start looking now at the things that he says, I'm sorry, I'm so emotional. It's there. I mean, he's saying, he's trying to leave all those messages. Oh, God, talk amongst yourself. I'm going to cry into my shirt. <laughs> well, I think, I think um, a lot of people have been, talking and discussing about his decision not to make it um, public. And there have been a lot of discussions going on about um, the inherent ableism in in Hollywood and the very real fact that if he made it known, he probably wouldn't have been hired as T'Challa. I knew he did show up in Civil War, which came out in 2016, so I don't know the the timeline for that. But it, it, it colors this discussion that if... If he did come out in 2016 and say that, then everything he would do after that announcement would be in spite of his diagnosis and not just for the richness of his his performance and his acting ability. Um, and also a lot of people, this is a small thing um, that I didn't realize was also ableist, but people saying we need to retire the phrase um, lost the battle with cancer because it's it's not a battle and it's not it's not a strength 
thing that you lose my entire life i hate it i hate it so bad i hate it your battle with cancer you know cancer does what it does it's genetic it's whatever but it's just like yeah that makes me crazy it's just and then the shit that people say when people die just i'm like sorry for your lot it's just like just you can say it sucks and i'm sad (laughs) just you know but then everybody grieves differently i'm not going to tell you guys what to do um but it just just made me go, why? Yeah. Um, one thing that struck me today, the scenes where he goes to the land of the ancestors, that's, I was doing okay. I was fine. Still sad, taking it all in. Like I said, having a hard time kind of really focused, I'm just focused on my breathing because I was like, am I having a panic attack? What is this? And then we get to the land of the ancestors and I'm just like, I just like my whole face exploded and, and opened up. And then when he goes back later, when he's in between uh, life and death again, and he's, you know, he's making a case for Eric, you know, and why he needs to go back. So those two scenes just kind of wiped me out. And I have to say, I rarely say this about any kind of piece of art because I love imperfection. I love the flawed things that are made. But this movie is damn near perfect. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably, out of all the Marvel movies, um, it's damn near perfect. And it almost just feels like it sits a little bit above the other ones for me. Uh, yeah. It's always been kind of elevated there. The other ones are quite good. I love all the other Marvel movies. They're not, I'm not saying there's any kind of lack of quality, but this one just because of everyone in it and the feeling and the power, you could feel what was carrying this film. All of this yeah. intent, all this love, all these voices, all of this earnestness. Um, and like I said, dreaming of a, a land, right? So I was um, looking at it today and go, you know, if everybody, the Academy and all these guys need to get on board and know what time it is because you guys missed out. Are yeah. you going to go back retroactively and, you know, now give it some awards? You know, you guys are you fucking clowns. Missed it on this one. Um, also, just talking about colon cancer. My mother had colon cancer. I get screened for it a lot. I can't say enough about colorectal health of... It's one of these things we don't think about. I think there's a lot of pollution in our food. Uh, There's too many of us. Food gets uh, processed a certain way, blah, blah, blah. There is the genetic thing, but there's also evidence out there that our diets do can be a cause. You never know with these things. But regardless of all of that, I do encourage you to sort of press upon your doctors, your clinics, wherever you go. Get a checkup. If you're not doing that, do that once a year. It's a pain in the ass, literally. I've had two colonoscopies. Well, they weren't a pain in the ass. I was knocked out. You know, my ass doesn't remember. Um, But, like, you go and and you just get your checkup and see where you are with this. And I don't think you're ever too really young to start thinking about this. You know, there's all these recommendations and guidelines, and we think older people get this stuff. It, It really, he was 43 years old. It's a very, very young age to have colon cancer, especially if you're a person of color. And and it was it's been what four years? So he was in his thirties, mid thirties. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. It should be on everyone's mind. It should be something that you your doctor may not be asking or thinking about that. 
But it's like, you know, when I go in to get blood tests, like, you want to run for HPV and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing. I don't have any at-risk behavior or whatever, but fuck, let's go. Let's do it. You know, I have Medi-Cal. Let's go. (laughs) You know, running up the flagpole. But I can't say it enough. Uh, Put this on your your doctor's radar and insist. Get a test or go to a doctor who will give you a test just to... And you can even get these things online where you put the poop on the thing and you send it off. Some of these don't even need a doctor requirement. You can just send it off and, you know, shit on the card and send it in. It's really, really fucking important. Um, And it's time to talk about, you know, the poop in your body and all the things that and all your organs and stuff. Okay. Um, But then like with my mother, with a lot of people, it's like it's there, it's genetic and this guy, you know, he got his treatment as soon as he found out. I don't think he delayed anything from what we're gathering. So I'm not, please don't think I'm uh, blaming Chadwick Boseman for his own death. I'm just saying for us, the rest of us who are here, let's be. It's very cautionary. Let's be, uh, yeah. let's be vigilant. If you catch it early, you have some pretty good uh, chances of, of surviving it. So that's the little PSA. Just ask your doctor. You know, I there's talk about, and I don't know how true this is, of them retiring the Black Panther character. So I was hearing, who's going to be the next Black Panther, or we're going to retire the character. What do you guys feel about something like that? So the character's played to perfection by Chadwick Boseman, and that character never appears again. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I again, I feel. I feel a little weird already talking about it, but if they recast the role, I won't hate it. And if they completely find a way to exclude him, I won't hate it either. Cause I don't, I do not envy the position that Marvel is in right now. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I mean, know the, you just said you don't want to talk about that, but they was just talking about that aspect of like, yeah, I think I feel the way you do. If they retire the character altogether and that's the last person to play back Black Panther, there you go. Um, or if we wait, you know, a couple of years and then you give another black actor a chance to step into those shoes and and to take it to another place and to have an homage to the great Chadwick Boseman who filled that role. There's so few black roles out there, as uh, yeah. Ava, you know, Ian yeah. was saying that Ava was saying. So part of me is like, why would you want to take a role off the table? Yeah. And I don't true. know that Bozeman necessarily would want that. I feel like just the spirit of the stuff that I've been reading and now through this filter of he knew he was going to end sooner rather than later. I don't know that the guy would feel like you should just close that out. Yeah. Because you have, yeah. you have, you know, someone who's younger, you know, a child who sees that and says, you know, I want, and if you retire that role, you know, what if he was, I want to be the next Black Panther. That's what I want to do. I want to go. What I don't want is for them to, to bring him back through CGI. I, I don't see like yeah, doing that. Yeah, I don't, don't want them. Yeah, Please don't no. carry yeah. Fisher, Chadwick Boseman. No. I think that would be yeah. offensive. It was yeah. offensive enough that they did it to Carrie. Yeah. She told enough jokes about it and knew it was going to happen. But um, yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, I, I don't know about, I don't know about that. I 
think the times are changing. I think the whole mindset is changing. Kind of a good news thing, too, is that I think the younger generation stepping forward, they're all going, well, fuck it, all these old fucks are screwing everything up. So <laughs> I feel like that there's just a whole other vibe in the air on the other side of this lockdown. I hope, I feel like things have changed for for good in some of these cases. And I feel like yeah. I don't see that many people sitting still for some shit like that. Um, yeah. These kind of silly notions or are obviously you know cash grabs so i don't have too much I more think, to say on my part and maybe you guys have some points i just i don't want to you know cut it short if you guys have more to say but i don't have a whole lot more to say except for that the podcast has been a huge fan of black panther and bozeman's work um and we just wanted to pause and just acknowledge that we've lost him I hadn't planned to cry like a baby on the podcast. So that feels weird. That'll be on for posterity. But um, yeah, I just wanted to just come and say I'm sad with you guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of, you know, we're a lot of people feel the same way. You know, this is like a, a communal feeling. Um, it's just like a gut punch. It's just really weird. and And just like, you know, I haven't, I didn't do listen to all or go through of, of what everyone was saying, but I could just only imagine, you know, his, co his, 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 you know, coworkers, crew side and talent side, just, it's just devastating. His wife, you know, I think yeah. about his wife a lot. Yeah. I think about his family. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sit with it for a minute, you know, and let it wash over me. That for me is the best way to honor somebody is to really actually feel the pain of it. Right? Yeah. I think the the best thing we can do is just um just remember his uh his contributions, not only as an actor, but also just as a, a person living in this world and what he did and just remembering what he brought um not only to the to that role, but to Again, young black kids everywhere who were mm -hmm. who were not seeing themselves in their favorite superhero movies until Black Panther. So, I I think that contribution will will definitely never be forgotten. I agree, and on that, I think that's about the the best thing that could be said. Uh, well, you guys take care of yourself. I hope you're getting enough rest. I hope you're getting enough hydration. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Uh, I hope you're taking breaks, good, real breaks for yourself because you need it. I know I do. Yeah. And we'll see you soon. We're going to be back with Umbrella Academy. Academy. We have a special guest next weekend. We're going to be talking to Skinner Myers. That's going to be super fucking on fire and fun. Yeah. Uh, talk about a great man, a great voice. Uh, you're going to love Skinner. And yeah, we're going to be back uh, to talk about Umbrella Academy next. I don't, I don't, it's, Anybody's guess whether Andre actually ever finished watching it. But, you know. uh, I got two episodes. Right, fine. So he won't be on the podcast. So uh, you'll hear from him. Or he could just be on the podcast to go, oh, really? Spoil it for me. Anyway, <laughs> you guys take care of yourself. And uh, please know that we do love you. Yes, very much. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.